Hello, welcome to the Psychic Shack Podcast. I am your host, Mashad. Thank you for joining me here at the Psychic Shack Podcast. We publish every first and third Monday. That's every first and third Monday episodes of the Psychic Shack Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. And apparently you really, really enjoyed that last episode that was published. And the thing about it, I really didn't care for the title. It was like misunderstanding uh, spiritual energy or something like that. And I was outvoted, but I now have the microphone. (laughs) So, And the reason I didn't like the title, because I didn't want to give the impression as if you were doing something wrong. This is not an issue of doing something wrong. I wanted to convey more of the idea of when spiritual things are happening, we may want to take a little time and make an assessment rather than quickly determine something negative is happening. So this episode, along the same lines, I want to talk about some of the psychic development that we do here in this camp with some of the psychics I've actually helped develop and some of the readers I helped develop. It's not necessarily a difference between intuition and psychism or being an empath, but it's understanding when either of those are applicable. The training that I provide, we try to look at psychism, or I try to look at psychism from a more rounded, broad perspective. So I'm not really into predominantly the predictive thing, though that does happen. I do encourage it. I'm a big believer in it, but that's not the premise of some of the training that we do. And there's an initial level, and this is when the fork in the road, so to speak, uh, begins. And that's between being an empath and being an intuit or intuition and empathy. And the empath, one of the differences is that both receive information, they just get it different. And if you think about it as a fork in the road or the natural progression onto psychism, so your empath and your intuition are, are primers onto your psychic development. It all starts there. And that's where some of the problems and some of the frustration is at. Because intuition, you know, my famous statement is that you get a gut feeling, but it doesn't give you any information. And I kind of want to correct that as well. It's not necessarily a gut feeling. It's, It's a feeling that's very particular to you. It's not an emotion but it's a knowing, it's an unction. Um, you feel compelled, but you don't know why. That That's how your intuition starts speaking to you. Being an empath, it speaks to you a little differently. It does feel like an emotion and you can feel it in your physical body. When we try to interpret these feelings, we can get kind of confused. And especially, at least some of the material that I've read on those subjects, It doesn't seem as if it's conclusive. If anything, especially an empath, they say most of the material is saying that ground it out, go barefoot, go hug a tree, drink more water, meditate more often. And, you know, I was going down that route. And for me personally, it just didn't work. I was doing the the Bach flower treatments and all of this stuff. And I started discovering that the more I allowed it to just be what it was, the more sense it made. Let me do it like this. You know, when you come into a room, a crowded room, this is the typical story. Someone has a headache or you get a headache and you're like, wow, everything was fine. I had a headache. Two days later, you may inquire, 
um, in reference to the social event, hey, what happened to Betty? Why wasn't she there? Someone will say, well, she had a headache and had to leave. Or you come into a place and all of a sudden your shoulder starts hurting. Um, same scenario two days later. What happened to Glenn or Dennis? Oh, he hurt his shoulder while taking golf lessons and, and he had to leave. And so we start to make this connection. Okay, this person has an issue. I picked it up. It's not my issue. And that's normally where it stays. What I'm saying is that as you develop in your psychism, that actually becomes a component of how you read but not to that extreme because when it's blended with psychism, it starts to take on another function. Let me give, give you an example of a read. Let me see if I could button this up a little bit. I was doing a read and I was reading tarot cards and I was doing the Celtic cross. And so in the Celtic cross with my method, I also pull or draw what is referred to as commentary cards. So I have the cross laid out and then to the left and to the right, I'll normally draw maybe three, sometimes four cards I don't turn them over immediately, but I know they're there to give me some commentary on the foundational aspect of the read. So the cards to my left, even though they're commentary cards, they refer to the past. The cards, the cross, the cards right here presently in front of me, they refer to what's happening now. And then if you look on the staff or the path, that's what is referred to as a future. So that's the energy, you know, the energies coming together. And then the indicator of what's going to happen as far as a prediction is laid out on what we call the path. Okay. So I'm doing a read. Everything's fine. I'm right in the middle dealing with the cards right in front of me and a psychic experience is now happening. So I'm getting hits. I'm getting things very particular to the client. I'm like, wow, that's really neat. And we're laughing. And you know, these hits are really um, happening. And so as they and I are talking, I flip over the cards to my left, which would give commentary, but it's in the past position. And I look at these cards and these are the heavy hitters. I mean, every, the whole gang showed up, the devil, the tower, you know, 10 of swords. I was like, wow. And so as I'm looking at my commentary, but it's in the past, spirit is still giving me psychic impressions. So spirit is telling me, because you sometimes you got to multitask within your within your readings the spirit is telling me this person has had two traumatic events in the last year and a half okay i got that info though they and i are still talking so i'm finding i'm trying to figure out a way to segue into what spirit just told me so i attempt to change the conversation but it doesn't feel right something is off i i don't feel compelled i don't feel the unction that's intuition so the best I could do is tell the client, I said, hey, Spirit is telling me you had two significant events. They validated that. And I said, but my intuition, not my psyche, my intuition is saying, I, I don't have the green light on this. What do you feel about that? And the client has said, let sleeping dogs lie. That's great. I don't want to deal with that either. I don't want to drudge that up. That can leave, leave that where it's at. I like what we're talking about and some of the possibilities as we go forward. That's a prime example of distinguishing between a psychic experience and your intuition. Had we dealt with those unfortunate situations, this is when your empathy comes in. This is when the side of the empath starts to work because the empathic part of us, we're now not feeling their pain but we have empathy. And so what the empathy is doing, it's allowing us not only 
an understanding of what to say, but how to say it. If you look at psychism by itself without these counterbalances, it sounds derogatory, but it's not. So I'm speaking from my camp. We call those psychics blunt instruments. And blunt instruments, normally per average, are still kind of in their ego a little bit. So they're saying things without the empathy and without the intuition. They, they're just getting these hard hits. We really have to not necessarily filter what we say, but prioritize the energy if you're of spirit, if you're reading by virtue of spirit, prioritize the energy. And that's how spirit starts to construct um, your reading encounter. You can have a huge information dump. But then I question, what exactly is relevant to what I need to deliver to my client? And that only comes with practice. And I'm just bringing this to your attention to know that it's available. When you have and some of the rationale even for this is a couple of weeks ago, I had a client come and we were doing a reading and they had said, this is their second read in like three months on a situation that was going on. I never met this person before. This is the first time we met. This person had said, can you tell me if I have a dark spirit or a dark entity around me? And we had done the psychic thing and then mediumship, some of her people come through. And I said, no, there's nothing like that. They had made mention, oh, I, I recently lost my job. I'm in, I'm looking for employment. I went to a reader and they said, well, the reason I lost my job is because of this dark entity that's around me is giving me bad luck. And I'm thinking, well, what's your work ethic, number one? <laughs> Where did you show up to work? I mean, you know, are you proficient at what you do? I mean, that has nothing to do with a dark spirit. They were told this like two months ago. And we referred to that as, this. that was imparted to you. And now I said, before you even showed up, you had no consciousness of that whatsoever. And then after that encounter, this is all you think about. So we call that an, an impartation without having a balance of the intuition and the empathy there's a tendency to be a blunt object and spiritually speaking sometimes that can spiritually damage people there a lot of psychics have damaged people a lot of psychics have healed people we have a tendency to think that we're all on the same sheet of music when it comes to this and most people you talk with about this subject it's more of a courtesy because we know the conversation we're supposed to have. I deal more in the reality of what actually transpires. So I'm bringing to your attention the consumer and the reader that there are psychics out there that can damage you. That's just how the industry is. And so that's why it's important to do, you know, get some word of mouth and your backgrounds and all that. But I, I don't want to dwell too much on that. If you're developing, you become a little more rounded as a reader, if you understand what I'm saying about having the, these other two elements in balance, it definitely diminishes your burnout rate. You're stepping into this arena and you're doing it with any consistency. You have to keep in mind, it's hard to maintain that energy on a continual basis. So sometimes we need something to fall back on. And if you're in a read, and if you're checking in with spirit, spirit tells you, okay, this, we're going to go this, well, spirit may not say it, but it, you'll feel it. 
This may be a counseling. This just simply may be advising. Or maybe we're doing mediumship. Or maybe we're going to channel something. And see, the more broad you are, by using these other two elements in the equation, it allows more things to happen. If there's a narrow focus of just getting hits and wanting to be recognized as a psychic, um, th that's fine. I, I mean, it is an accomplishment and it's okay to be recognized as such. But when that becomes a driving force, my concern is that there's a possibility that you'll lose something in between or miss out on some other stuff that's available especially uh, some of you that are just starting out. If you're trying to immediately jump into prediction and you're even giving your hand at it and if things aren't working out, it's not saying you cannot do it. But maybe Spirit is saying, let's go about it a different way. And maybe let's take our time and look at this possibility from a different angle. And that's when we're now developing psychically. That's when we're... Um, cultivating the relationship with spirit. I still have students. Uh, they are, they're built how they are. That's just their design. And they just want to read cards. They, they're kind of not in the um, connection with spirit yet, though it's in their vocabulary, but it isn't really in um, their craft at this time. It, it takes, a, sometimes it takes a while for that bridge, that gap to be bridged. Looking at the progression, because it's really helped me when you see a student come who knows nothing about this, and then they pick up a technique and they start to hone their natural reading style. Um, it just expedites the process. So in closing, the reason I bring up the intuitive aspect and the empath part is that I'm gonna give you a pet peeve of mine and I'm gonna get out of here. In that the just being an empath, you don't want to feel as if you're being spiritually victimized. I know a couple of people, they're, they've really um, refrained from going to social events and uh, Walmart and things like that because of the crowds. And they, they have convinced themselves that they can't stave off this energy. And my heart really goes out to them. And they don't have the confidence to pursue it, to come into psychism. So that puts them in a really tricky spot. What I'm saying is that if you declare yourself an empath and you feel as if it's beating you up or draining you, I'm saying there's remedy for that. And it's a great likelihood that you're probably a clairsentient and you're going into, you're phasing into psychism. It's just looking at like when you come in a room instead of bracing yourself to feel an energy you want to push against that you want to go in a room and find the person with the headache or you want to find the person with the shoulder from golfing and that'll start to bring a balance and allow the psychism to uh, come forward and work with the with the empathic side of you hand in hand same scenario with intuition if you're strong into it, then you're probably going down the road of uh, clairvoyant as a start, if we're going to identify or title something. So I, I just wanted to give you guys some things to think about since the last episode I was talking about misinterpreting. And this would be more of the external energies that we look at. The other thing also in that when you're coming into 
intuition and being an empath, you keep in mind that pendulum is going to swing on throughout the spectrum. So if you find yourself, as I said last episode, and you see shadow figures or your dreams are getting a little more lucid or stuff like that happening, I would just suggest maybe you want to consider, hey, I'm starting to actually come into another phase of my spirituality rather than think that something is after you. <laughs> because sometimes, you know, we we see these things like a shadow figure and what really happens, you know, as well as I do, man, it's like every horror movie we sell on television or in the movies start to, you know, come back to surface. Every superstition we say we don't have starts to surface. <laughs> and and we really don't know the possibilities of this new experience because all the prior information per average was negative. You know, if you see a shadow figure on a television show or something, you know, they're not saying it's angelic. You're like, oh, snap, something haunted is about to happen. And so if you have that experience in your natural, I mean, consequently, you're going to think the same way. I'm just saying, why don't we, we could flip that script around a little bit and look at it from different angles. And I think it'll serve you really well. I, I really do. I hope the best for you. My name is Michelle. This is the Psychic Shack Podcast. We publish every first and third Monday. Every first and third Monday, new episodes. Share the podcast and don't forget to subscribe so that you can be notified when we publish episodes. You guys take care. Thank you for your time. I love you. And I'll speak with you soon. Bye-bye.